Again, these exercises are all meant to help boost your confidence, overcome imposter syndrome, and show up authentically you even when others might not necessarily be ready because we're tired of waiting for them to be ready for us to be our authentic selves. We're going to start showing up as our authentic selves because we are enough just the way that we are. Welcome to Mujeres on the Rise, where we help Latinas rise in their careers and in their lives through resources, community, and coaching. I'm your host, Mel Batellas, and I'm here to help you redefine your worth. I am an entrepreneur, career coach, speaker, and marketer that went from being a high school dropout to landing job offers at some of the most sought-after companies, including Amazon, Facebook, and Google. Now, I help Latinas just like you build the career and lifestyle of their dreams. Are you ready to ponerte las pilas overcome your limiting beliefs and rise? Let's do this, mujeres. Hola, mujeres. Welcome back to another episode of the Mujeres on the Rise podcast. It has been a week since we last talked, as per usual, but honestly, it has felt incredibly long for me, and I feel like I need to give you all of the chisme. But before we get into all of the details of what happened and why this time felt so long for me, I want to ask you a question. How many of you have ever planned something only to have that thing not go your way? So maybe you were in school working on a group project, or maybe you were prepping for an interview, prepping for a new job, prepping for, I don't know, to go visit your in-laws, whatever the case might be. How many of you have prepped for something only to get there, get to that day and have everything go absolutely wrong in one way or another? Because that was literally me a week ago. My friend and I, we had been planning her 30th birthday trip. She wanted to make her 30th special, which I completely understand. And I wanted to help her make it special in in any way that I could. And so we planned to take a trip together to London. And we were both, as you can imagine, super emocionadas. It was going to be our first time in London. And it was really exciting for both of us to be able to do it together. Well, lo and behold, life has a funny way of of shaking things up for us. But that day that we were going to leave to London, I had a major launch announcement at work. If you're following me on my personal Instagram account, you probably heard me talk a little bit about this. And by the way, if you're not following me on there already, I highly recommend that you do, especially if you are interested in working in tech. I know not everyone is, and it's definitely not something that I ever want to shove down people's throats because I feel like tech is often glamorized and, you know, as many perks as there is, every industry and every job has its pros and its cons. That is including tech as well. So we can dive into that topic on another day. Let me know if that's something that you want. But if that is something that you're interested in learning more about, please follow my personal account on Instagram. It's Melva underscore Tellas. I will leave it linked in the show notes. But getting back to the topic, 
You may have seen on there that I was working on a major launch announcement at work, and that launch announcement has had me preoccupied for months, honestly, for months. And that's kind of how it works at my job. Every single time there's going to be a major launch announcement or a major feature that is being released or a major, I don't know, event, that involves a lot of heavy lifting. It's all hands on deck. We're all working together. We're all really focused and trying to stay sharp and working on building thought leadership on these bigger initiatives. And that's just the way product marketing is. Season two of the Mujeres on the Rise podcast was sponsored by Exuviance. Mujeres, if you are interested in keeping your skin happy, healthy, and glowing, you need to check out Exuviance's broad range of skincare products. As someone who has learned that when you look good, you feel good, I have become quite obsessed with trying out different skincare products over the years, and Exuviance is definitely a brand that is worth mentioning. Check them out today at exuviance.com or at your local Ulta. So I knew that in planning this trip with my friend, I was going to have a lot of work leading up to it. And I was prepared. I was prepared to finish this launch announcement and then grab my bag and make my, my way to the airport. Well, on the way to the airport, my husband tells me that he's not feeling so well. And we both, honestly, we thought he had food poisoning. We thought he had food poisoning. So I told him, okay, here are a few things. Me dejas en el aeropuerto, drop me off, and then go to the pharmacy and pick up these items. You should be good for tomorrow. And that was that. He dropped me off. We said goodbye. And I took my 10-hour flight to London. Well, when I arrived to London, those next 24 hours were interesting, to say the least. And I can laugh about it now because, you know, it's it's all, I've, I've put it behind me. But when I land in London, it took me, I kid you not, about three hours to find my amiga. So again, it's both of our first times. We had never been here. And the London Heathrow Airport is huge. It is huge. And I looked for my friend for about, I don't know, maybe 20, 25 minutes. I walked everywhere for about 20 minutes before deciding, okay, I need help. And I went to this woman that worked at the airport and I asked her, hey, I am trying to find my friend. We were going to meet at this cafe, but I'm not finding her. Is there another terminal where she could be? And she said, well, there's no other terminal, but maybe she's at the other cafe because there is one cafe on this side of the building, but this cafe is also on the opposite side. There's also another one. And so I was like, oh, okay, great. Thank you. I am at the wrong cafe. And I make my way all across the airport to the other cafe. Again, same name, same franchise, if you will. But again, my friend is not there. And at this point, she's like, you know what? Let's give up. Let's meet at the hotel room. But being the stubborn tourist that I am, I was like, no, 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 no. Now 
I am taking this as a personal challenge. I am going to find you. Stay where you are. I'll find you. And then we'll make our way to the hotel together. I end up discovering that there is, in fact, multiple terminals. So if you're going to go to London, heads up, there are five terminals at this airport and it is insanely huge. I end up having to take two trains, but I eventually find my friend and we make our way to the hotel room. When we get to the hotel room, my husband calls to see how I am and to tell me that he went to the emergency care because he really wasn't feeling well. And the doctor there referred him to the ER saying that he could have appendicitis. Now, at this point, I am completely freaking out because my husband is even more stubborn than I am, and he never goes to the doctor. He's the kind of person that never really gets sick. And the rare occasions that he does, he just doesn't want to go to the doctor. So the fact that he went without me asking him to really signaled to me that something was wrong. And the biggest problem was that we, as as some of you know, we just moved to the Bay Area recently, so we don't really have any close friends here yet, and we don't have family here either. So now at this point, I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out because he's having to go to the emergency room by himself and could have appendicitis. Um, in the other side of the world, I start looking up flights to get back to California. And then, of course, being that it's in the other side of the world, I wasn't going to be here soon enough, soon enough. So long story short, because I really don't want to make this story super long, but in 24 hours, I had a major launch announcement at work. I took a 10-hour flight. I got lost in an airport for three hours trying to find my friend. And I find out that my husband did, in fact, have appendicitis and had to get emergency surgery. And so I'm sharing all of this because, one, thankfully, everything went well and I was able to get support for my husband. We had some of our greatest friends from Seattle step in and offer to help. One of them flew from Seattle to California to be with my husband during his surgery. And honestly, I don't know what I would have done without him because, again, I was on the other side of the world. By the time I would have come back, his surgery would have been finalized and there would have been no one there to take care of him. And my heart was already broken. I didn't need it to be broken anymore. And more importantly, I wanted somebody to help Herman with anything that he could need. And so it was so chaotic, so emotional. I was not in a good place. And meanwhile, I was supposed to be celebrating my friend in London. It was just, it was all over the place. And I share all of this because I think more often than not, we do find ourselves, maybe not exactly in these situations, but we do find ourselves in situations where we plan or work towards something really, really hard. We give it our all and things just don't go exactly our way. If you haven't actually listened to the episode in season one where I talk about me getting rejected from Facebook, go listen to that episode. It's it's one of the episodes that people most message me about saying how hard it hit them and how much it meant to them that I shared my rejection story because we've all been there. We've all been rejected. 
And similarly, we have all planned for something at one point and not had it go exactly our way. For me, this vacation didn't actually turn out to be a vacation at all. I was worried. I was frustrated. I was heartbroken that I wasn't with my husband, who I love dearly and quite frankly would be completely lost without when he needed me most. But of course, I also had to show myself some compassion because there was absolutely no way I could have known that he was going to get appendicitis right as I was on my way to London with my friend. But anyways, I wanted to share that story because as it relates to our topic for this season, which is imposter syndrome and limiting beliefs, I think one of the biggest things that we can do for ourselves is to show ourselves compassion. I read this book called The Imposter Cure. The Imposter Cure is written by Dr. Jessamy Hibbard. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. And basically, I read this book because there was a time when I first started presenting to senior leaders that I was really struggling to be my authentic self and to show up as I am. And I think a lot of times there is honestly an overemphasis. I don't know if that's a word, but I think there is a lot of emphasis placed on being your authentic self in the workplace without necessarily diving into what it means to be your authentic self. Because I think most companies want to believe that they are encouraging of people being their authentic selves, when in reality, that authenticity might not be something that they are ready for. I think for me as a Latina, when I was growing up, specifically trying to make my way in the corporate world, I often tried to mute myself and make myself fit in. And honestly, this wasn't even just in the corporate world. I tried to fit in a lot when I was in school as well. I tried to dress like people that I went to school with, talk like the people that I went to school with, and I tried to assimilate to the American culture when in reality, my upbringing was very much divided between the two, between American culture and Mexican culture. And so what I've had to learn over the years, and this has helped me tremendously, mujeres, when I tell you that it's helped me, I am seriously not kidding. It has helped me tremendously, but it's to show myself compassion and to really Be okay with who I am. I know that sounds really, really simple, but I promise you that it makes a world of a difference when you can learn to accept yourself for who you truly are. You're not constantly worried at that point how others perceive you. And when I think back about the experiences that I've had throughout my career and also the conversations that I've had with many of my mentors who talked to me about the experiences that they've had with imposter syndrome and the times that they've broken down in the workplace, I've noticed that there is a lot of overlap. And oftentimes that overlap is that there is a lack of confidence, that lack of confidence that we have when a lot of us experience imposter syndrome is happening because we are not fully accepting who we are. And I think that if you can accept who you are as a mujer, If you can accept who you are as a mujer who has made mistakes, a mujer who has failed, 
a mujer who is still learning, a mujer who is still rising, who is still adapting, who is still trying to embrace herself and her cultura and her family and her friends and all of these different layers and intricacies that really form who we are. Because in reality, people want to put us in this box, right? They want to put mujeres, especially the mujer latina, in this one stereotypical box. And they want to say that we are toxicas and that we are, I don't know, we are overly sexual and that we're this and we're that. And we're not. Latinas, we are a lot. There's a lot to us. There's a lot of layers. There's a lot of different intricacies. And there is not one way of being Latina. There is no one shade of Latino. There is no one language that we speak. There is not one. There's not one anything. We're all different. We all have our own layers. And I think the more confident we can be in embracing those layers and embracing who we are, where we come from, the experiences that have shaped us, the more likely it is for us to show up in the workplace and say, aquí estoy. This is me. This is Melva. This is what you're getting. This is who I am. And I speak confidently, knowing that I am exactly what you need, that I was hired for a reason, that I bring something to this table and to this room that no one else here can bring, because no one else here has all of the experiences that have made me who I am today. And that right there is the key to finally, finally seeing imposter syndrome for what it is. An externally caused factor of people and environments that are making us feel like it is not okay to show up for who we are. Because again, a lot of companies say that they're okay with it. But then when you do show up, it's like, well, why are you wearing that clothes? Or wearing red lipstick at work is not professional. Why are you doing it? Or maybe you shouldn't wear heels or dress that way because you're just trying to llamar la atención. You know, I've heard it all. I've seen it all. I've experienced it all. And I myself have tried to mute myself in the workplace more times than I can count. And it's not something that I honestly care to do at this point anymore in my career. If I like something... If I want to say something, if I want to share something, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it unapologetically because this is the mujer that you hired. This is the mujer that you hired. And if you really want to stand behind what you're saying of showing up authentically, then this is me. This is the authentic Melva. If you want to learn more about this topic, especially as it relates to accepting who you are and showing yourself compassion in the process, I really do recommend, again, reading The Imposter Cure because it really did open my eyes to this whole concept of just embracing that everyone experiences discomfort and that the more we can accept ourselves and be confident in who we are, the better we're going to be for it in the long run. In particular, there's a part of the book at the end where she talks about becoming comfortable with yourself and how this, you know, comfort in your persona is really your ultimate protection against imposter syndrome. And Mujeres, when I read this, I felt the message 
I felt it in my core. I kid you not, I felt it in my core. And I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but I think when you're navigating these spaces and you're feeling a certain way, it gets old, it gets tiring. It's really exhausting to feel like you have to be someone that you're not, or like you have to mute or tone down certain aspects of yourself. One of my good friends once told me that she stopped wearing hoop earrings to work because she felt like every single time that she did, people were looking at her ugly and people were making judgments about her. And she felt like she was basically the office gossip. And when she described it that way, my heart immediately sank because it's not fair. No one should ever feel that way or be made to feel like who they are is not okay. We need to feel comfortable expressing ourselves. And similarly, we need to be okay with accepting who we are, even when the world doesn't. So with that in mind, I want to share with you four tips that were actually from this book that I keep mentioning. All of these tactics are really geared towards helping you boost your confidence. So it's these are all confidence-building exercises. So if you do feel like you're not being kind to yourself, you're not being compassionate, you're talking about yourself negatively, and you're just not seeing the value of the work that you do or the value of your skill set, then this is the tarea that I really am going to urge that you complete. So please, please, please do this tarea. It's really important. Again, these exercises are all meant to help boost your confidence, which in the end is going to help you overcome imposter syndrome and show up authentically you, even when others might not necessarily be ready because we're tired of waiting for them to be ready for us to be our authentic selves. We're going to start showing up as our authentic selves because we are enough just the way that we are ahorita without having to make absolutely any changes. So the first thing that I want you to do as part of your tarea is to make note of all of your achievements. Now, you've heard me mention this again, but it is really, really important that you have a list of all of the achievements that you have successfully carried out in the past. For me personally, I like to keep a folder on my laptop that is literally titled kudos. So it is a kudos folder. I've also recommended different names in case you're really creative. You can do smile file, you can do a si se puede folder, or you can do absolutely anything you want. Name the folder something creative, something that sparks joy for you. And then in that folder, I want you to keep a list of all of the achievements that you have, again, that you have carried out. It doesn't necessarily just need to be an achievement that you have pinpointed yourself. If somebody has ever sent you a thank you note at work for something that you helped them with, or if somebody has given you a really great performance review or peer review, take a screenshot of that and dump it in this folder because I want you to have that to reference the moment imposter syndrome starts to creep in. But again, this is all about building your confidence here. So having a place where you can really take in everything that you've done and all the value that you deliver 
is going to be really important. The second thing that you're going to do is I want you to recognize your strengths. So you're going to open up a document and I want you to list out all the qualities that you have and qualities that you have shown in the past. Now, when it comes to qualities, these don't necessarily need to be something that involve hard skills. Being a good listener is a quality. Being somebody that your friends can rely on, that is also a good quality. So I want you to list out all of those good qualities and basically use that as a way to remind yourself of all the ways that you have impacted the lives of those around you. And so some of the qualities that I've done for myself, because I've also completed this tarea to help build my confidence, but some of my qualities are that I am assertive, I am caring, I am intelligent, I am logical, I'm open-minded, I am reliable, I'm resilient, I'm strong, I'm supportive, I'm trustworthy, I'm willing, I am friendly, I'm funny, or at least I think I am. And I share all of these because I think for so many of us, it's often really hard to talk about ourselves and talk about our qualities. I know when I completed this exercise for the first time, I literally sat there con el papel enfrente because I was doing it with, um, <laughs> I was actually doing it with like a physical pen and paper. But I sat there with the physical, you know, with my notepad and I couldn't think of anything. I just kept thinking, do I even have any qualities? And that was just my self-critic speaking again. It wasn't really myself. I had to really dive deep to figure out what my qualities are. And so the way that I did this was by asking myself, what would my friends say my qualities are? And I know my friends would say that I'm caring. I know they would say I'm friendly. I know they would say I'm compassionate. And so that was a really good starting point for me to start elaborating and growing this list. And yes, it might be a little uncomfortable at first, pero si se puede, it gets a little bit more comfortable. And I promise you, once you start, the second time you do this exercise, it's going to come a little bit easier. And you shouldn't feel ashamed for talking about yourself kindly. Like, why should you feel ashamed for being kind to yourself and recognizing that you're a good person with all of these great qualities to you? Absolutely shouldn't. So again, that's going to be part two of your tarea. You're going to make a list of all of your qualities. The next thing you're going to do is you are going to ask a friend what they think about your qualities, what they think they are. And I know this part you're probably cringing at the fact, and I know it's very, very cringy. Don't get me wrong. When I read this in the book the first time, I didn't do it. I skipped over it the first time because I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to text my friends right now and ask them, hey, what do you think my qualities are? I just, I felt silly. But when I finally gained the courage to do it and I reached out to just a couple of people, that's all I did. I did a couple of people. I, I started really, really small. And I asked them, hey, can I ask you a question? And they said, of course, yes, you can ask me whatever you want. I said, I'm trying to build up my confidence and I would love your help. Tell me some of the things that you think make me a good person or a good employee or a good friend. And they listed out a few of the qualities. And 
when they did that and I was reading through the qualities and everything that they described, it was so special to me because they mentioned things that I don't even, that I had failed to recognize myself for a very, very long time, for a really long time. And seeing how other people perceive you or hearing how other people perceive you is sometimes such a huge eye-opener because, again, we struggle so much to see the good in ourselves. We're so quick to point out the bad, but so slow to point out the good that completing this exercise is actually a huge game changer. So that's all I'm going to say about that. It's uncomfortable. You can you know, put a pin in it and come back to it when you feel ready. But I do feel like this part of the exercise really does help with your confidence. And again, you don't need to go out and ask everybody. You don't need to send a mass email and ask all of your coworkers. Para nada, para nada. This is all about making small progress. Ask a couple of people that you feel really close with that you feel like it's okay and start from there. And last but not least, the third tip that I want to share from Dr. Hibbert's book is to talk about what you are doing and how you are doing. I don't know if this is just me, but I have been in office environments where it's usually always the men that are really, really good at raising their hands and talking about all of the work that they've done. That is not something that came easy for me at all because I grew up in an environment where I was told, calladita te ves más bonita. I was also told that it was important to stay humilde. And basically, I was taught that you should just keep your head down, do good work, and let the work speak for itself. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Everyone at work is so preoccupied with their own work streams that they don't really have time to focus on what other people are doing. And I swear, I waited when I first started working, I waited for people to say, good job, Melva, or you did X, Y, and Z really well, or congratulations, or thank you for helping me with X, Y, and Z. And very, very rarely did it happen. And it didn't happen because, again, people are so preoccupied with what they're doing that they just don't really take the time to acknowledge other people. And that's definitely not a good thing. I know that when I work with somebody, I really do try to give them recognition and support in any way that I can so that they know that I value them as a colleague. And there are also some really great teams and managers that are all about celebrating people's achievements and making them known to the broader team. But honestly, we cannot rely solely on that. We cannot just assume or bank on the fact that we're going to be working with really great people that are going to be giving us the recognition that we deserve. We just can't. And it's up to us to first give ourselves that recognition. And once we do give ourselves that recognition, it's up to us to make our achievements known. It's up to us to highlight the value of our work and why we are needed. Because if we don't do it, no one else is going to do it to that same extent. No one else is going to advance your career or be driven to help you advance your career in the same way that you do. You need to have your own best interests in mind. And it starts with 
acknowledging your achievements, and getting comfortable talking about them. So, mujeres, regardless of where you are on your journey right now, I really hope that you remember that in order to become truly comfortable with who you are, you need to get comfortable with showing all of yourself, the parts that you like and maybe even the parts that you don't like. And the more comfortable you can get with this, the more confident you're going to get and the more compassion you're going to show yourself when things get tough and things don't go according to plans. Como siempre, muchísimas gracias for listening to another episode of the Mujeres on the Rise podcast. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye, mujeres. Guess what, mujeres? You just finished today's episode of Mujeres on the Rise, which means you are one step closer to the career and lifestyle of your dreams. If you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, visit MujeresOnTheRise.com slash ReadyToRise for additional resources, discounts, and community updates. Until next time, enjoy the journey, be kind to yourself, and remember, it doesn't matter where you start. All that matters is that you do.